0: folks welcome to follow the leader a podcast focused on telling character driven stories through the use of gm tabletop games where we can all take the lead you can find us on twitter at ftlcast and at ftlcast.com we also have a patreon at patreon.com ftlcast today we're playing i came here to win by peach garden games for those of you who are new to this game here are the basics I Came Here to Win lets you harness the powerful, dramatic energy of people who take themselves seriously in order to weave a season of reality TV, complete with producer meddling, manufactured conflict, and more wild twists than a seasoned video editor can cope with. The other games may think they know what I Came Here to Win is capable of, but they're going to have no clue what hit them. I'm August, and you can find me at Harpidora on Twitter, and my pronouns are they, them. Playing with me today, we have Kathleen.
1: Hi, I'm Kathleen and I am one of the people who developed this game. You can find Peach Garden Games at Peach Garden RPGs on Twitter or by going to PeachGardenGames.com dot com or PeachGardenGames.itch.io. dot dot I use she her pronouns. And next is Zachary.
2: Hello, my name is Zachary Fredrickson. You can find me on Twitter at God and the music I make for this show and others at iambugbear.bandcamp.com, uh, and I use he/him pronouns. And I am joined, likewise, by Sam.
3: And hi, I'm Sam. You can find me on Twitter at saklo, and you can find my portfolio website at. www.samkalo.art. If you don't type in the www part, the website just breaks because it's, I guess, the early 2000s. I don't know. And I use he, him pronouns.
0: (laughs) Our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia and transphobia, racism, sexism, anti Semitism, violence against children and animals, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, Unwanted pregnancy and plagues and pandemics. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but will fade to black on, are steamy situations, graphic descriptions of bodily harm, and terminal illness. Now that we've got all that, let's get started. And
3: this is where the theme goes. Yeah.
0: I Came Here to Win is really nice and uh, snappy to play. Um, The first thing that we have to do is uh, everyone creates two to three characters. We're going with two characters per person. So we'll have uh, eight characters in our season total, if I can actually do math, Uh, which, Mm -hmm. yes, I can today. Mm Mm-hmm. So do we want to um, go ahead and introduce our characters and then talk about what kind of competition our characters are going to be put through? Sure. Cool.
1: One thing that can be fun to do also is if you want to introduce your characters like their audition reel might be on the reality show, like uh, their first appearance in a lot of shows is like, perhaps you have one of your characters be like... Now, hi, y'all. My name is Mabel Burnside, and I am 47 years old. I have children. My children do not have children, thank you very much, and that's just fine. Or something like that.
3: (laughs) That's very good. I already like this intro. It does tell you a lot about their character very quickly. Yes. So do we want to go, like, in order, I guess, like, go around twice and have each of us do, like, one character at a time? Yeah, sure. Sounds good to me. Alright, so I guess, Zach, you're up. Turn order.
2: Uh, Yes. There is a tight shot on a young man with starched, uh, uh, stiff formal wear staring directly into the camera. He has strangely light eyes... In an all-business, close-cropped haircut, and he says, My name is Jose Apocrypha, and for the world to continue, I must win this television show. (laughs) I'm 22 years old. I like to build model train sets. And again, I need to win for
4: the ongoing survival of humanity.
0: jesus christ
4: <laughs> i'm losing it i'm sorry this is incredible i
3: already love this character all right um my first character you see this sort of wide shot of you know a guy running at sunset on the beach and then a much tighter shot much obviously poorer quality looks like you know an iPhone, maybe on a tripod, maybe just sort of leaning up against something. And it's this, you know, this long blonde haired guy, you know, he's wearing one of those like douchebag, like tank tops with with, like the two big armholes, And like, you can see both of his nipples very clearly, but he's like very much strong up top. And then he's like, he's a runner. You can tell that from him. And he goes, all right. So here's how I'm going to win this show. As you can tell, I'm very good at what I do. I'm strong, I'm capable, I know 15 different types of battle spells, and I'm going to destroy the entire competition handily. So I look forward to winning. By the way, the name that's going to be on the uh, the medal is Daydream Sierra, and I'm 25, and I'm from LA. Jesus Christ.
4: I hate-
2: <laughs> How easily I can recognize the inspiration.
3: Shut up. No, it's just the voice though.
4: Okay.
0: And uh, the next uh, intro reel uh, looks like it was shot on a fucking flip phone, like an old, <laughs> oh, no. an old Nokia track phone. Oh um, god. And in this grainy video, you can see a very young fresh-faced well not very young but a a fresh-faced individual that never quite lost their baby fat after puberty uh with kind of tousled brown hair and really you know wide eyes and the sound coming through the speaker is very tinny uh, but the uh, person says hi i'm parker young i'm 23 and I'm just I'm so happy to be given this opportunity because I'd be the first in my family to be graduating from college like this and you know this opportunity just means the world to me because I'd love to be able to make my parents proud
1: which I suppose brings up that we have already decided what the competition is going to be about and we haven't mentioned it yet
3: that's
2: true. No, that's true. It's very uh, true. Do you want to say what the competition is before? I had an, a name for the, an idea for the name of the show.
0: Please, by all means,
1: what is the name of the show?
2: Uh, which is Dark Twizzler Presents Who Deserves to Go to School by Dark Twizzler.
0: what (laughs) oh my
3: god yeah Uh uh-huh okay it's
2: uh Dirt Twizzler of course is the is the uh, the very important wizard uh, who first showed up in our sitcom episode
0: of course Uh, he was played by Dick Van Dyke right
2: He is played by Dick Van Dyke with the beard. (laughs) Fucking incredible. I love this. Old man Dick Van Dyke,
3: of course. (sighs) Incredible.
2: So are we all right with that name?
3: Absolutely. That's fucking hysterical. Shut up. (laughs) Don't shut up. Please keep talking.
0: (laughs) Yep, we're good. As long as Kathleen is good, we're good.
1: I am enjoying this. I would like to hear the name of who is presenting, who deserves to go to school.
2: Uh, Dirk Twizzler?
1: Dirk Twizzler. Dirk
2: Very Twizzler. good. Dirk um, Twizzler. He is a, a venerable wizard and, of course, um, CEO and founder of TwizTech. Uh,
1: ah. Of course. Oh, that 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 Dirk Twizzler.
4: Yes. Uh, who
2: deserves to go to school. <laughs> I'm sorry. <sighs> uh, yes, who deserves to go to school. It is printed on the screen in bright red and black balloon letters. <laughs> With an exclamation point at the
4: end. <laughs> oh boy.
3: Yep. This is a specific kind of show. It's a really good title card.
4: Yep.
2: Incredible. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's an interrobang. Instead of just an exclamation point, it's an interrobang. at the
1: end. Oh, it's for sure an interrobang. It's gotta be. I think that there's probably like scrolls or ivy under uh school kind of as like a underline of some
4: sort mm-hmm.
2: love Absolutely. it alright in the distance you hear a hippogriff call or may or whatever <laughs> it does.
3: I love this our stupid characters are trying to get into a school, it's very good
2: mm-hmm. yep uh, do we, are we uh, introducing our second round yeah,
3: now? it's time for a second character so Kathleen, it's your turn
4: hmm
1: So we see a fairly HD, um, sixty frames per second home video shot of a uh young person who is sitting at some sort of desk. They have like pens and a couple of like very carefully placed books to be in the shot around them, and they say. Um, uh, hi, my name is Kit Sterner, and I deserve to go to school because um, I have, Dirk, I've read your book. I read your book about how you got started by going to school and, and, and then became the greatest wizard of all time. And I also want to be the greatest wizard of all time. Thank you.
2: And the, uh, there, is a, there is a star wipe to a bizarrely mundane CCTV footage <laughs> angle of a cafe, uh, of numerous people in line waiting to buy coffee or scoons or tin bits, uh, as one man in line turns to look at the camera. And says, Well, hey there, I'm Bill Theothergy, and uh I'm just a normal guy like you. Uh, I'm almost thirty years old, and I never went to college and I'd like to go and uh <laughs> you know show that uh, that anyone can do it uh which is why this is why i'm 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 asking to do it because i'm I'm just another guy Theothergy, pleasure to meet you.
4: Oh
3: boy. All right. Um the next shot is looks fairly professionally shot, you know, on like a nice camera. Um and it's this it's this very well set up, looks like a tailor shop. Looks very fairly small tailor shop. And in front of the camera sitting in a very nice, you know, uh velvet chair, you know, velvet and like wood sturdy armchair is what looks like a 19-year-old wearing a very smart uh vest, a fairly old-fashioned looking sort of blousey shirt and slacks. And he's got his legs crossed and his hands folded in his lap and he says, Hello everyone, I'm Garion. I'm- he like pauses for a second. I'm 19. Uh, he sort of stops for a second, looks up to the side and is like- looks like he's doing math and goes, yeah, I'm 19. <laughs> And I think that I very much deserve to go to this school. I have spent a very long amount of time, like 50 or 60 years, learning ma- various different crafts. And I think that I believe that magic is the next one that I will be doing very well at as a field of study for the foreseeable future. And therefore, I would like to learn from the best. Mistoff's I didn't mean um and then the video cuts off. <laughs> the next video
0: is a scroll of text <laughs> actually. Um a lot of stuff that looks very arcane both literally and figuratively, and there's a voiceover saying, My name is Marius Favors, my thesis the quantum entanglement of rune work, ley lines, and dowsing is the most important magical text that will be written in our generation, and I intend for Dirk Twisler to be my thesis advisor. <laughs> and uh the the text scroll probably continues but the voiceover cuts off, and so the title card, uh, the intro video cuts off as well.
2: It's just their thesis flying.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's just the thesis.
4: <laughs> Holy shit!
0: They're uh, a fucking shithead. So I love them. Well, you have to
1: make sure that uh, people read that abstract. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm. It's true.
1: If you can't hook them early, what do you have?
3: Mm-hmm. Nothing.
0: <laughs> I think it's probably at this point that like Dirk Twizzler comes on to introduce the fact that, you know, we already know who will go to school, but, you know, talking a little bit about the uh university and how probably how important education is, you know. Stuff like that. And That means that we're about ready to start play, aren't we?
3: Seems like it.
2: Mm -hmm. I do do think that Dirk Twizzler, his initial appearance uh, is sitting with a smoking jacket in an armchair in a a richly upholstered library next to a roaring fire. Oh, for sure. He's he's holding his book in his lap and he says, Hi there. I didn't see you come in. It's time to decide who deserves to get educated.
4: <laughs> I don't know why that fucking gets me every time.
2: <laughs> because we all know that it shouldn't be free. Uh,
4: I
3: have a question. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this the only way to get into the school? Is it is it to, to win this show?
2: This is the only way that someone who can't afford it can get into the school. They have no scholarships.
3: Okay, that's what I thought.
1: The show's real cheap to produce, so they do have it a couple of times a year. We're probably on season 22 or 23 by now. Fair
3: enough.
2: Yeah, you have the most powerful wizard uh, alive as as your Mm -hmm. director, producer, and main star. You save a lot on set design.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: It's true. It's very true. All right. So,
0: we've decided, because we believe in being polite, that Kathleen will go first. Yeah. So, the next thing that we have to do is draw at least one card, but as many as four cards, and that's called the producer role, and that's how we determine the shape of our episode for today. Mm Mm-hmm. The way that... You uh, proceed
1: with play, is that, as August just said, you assign one of the players to act as the producer for the role, and um, you will uh, take a deck of playing cards and separate them into suits, and then shuffle each of the four piles, and each uh, suit that you draw from represents a different thing that can happen during the episode. For example, if you draw hearts, those are cards related to drama. Whereas the other decks relate to some various stats that your characters have. Each character in I Came Here to Win has a strong stat, a regular stat, and a weak stat. A normal stat is what we call it in the manual, excuse me. Your strong stat will... Roll a d10, your normal stat a d8, and your weak stat a d6. The three stats are experience, which signify how good you are at doing the task that the show has asked you to do. Personality, which represents how good you are at being on TV and appealing to the audience and producers and maybe being a little bit messy. And innovation are is your final stat. Innovation is your final stat, and it is about doing the task in unexpected ways or reacting to new circumstances. So for the first draw, I think that I will draw one heart and one club. So we have the five of clubs and the eight of hearts. The five of clubs is my time to shine. My side character with the highest innovation becomes your active character. So, in this case, my active character is now going to be uh, Kit Striner, my second character. And the heart is that something's on fire. <laughs> this doesn't affect anybody's roles, but it does affect the flavor of the scene. Mm-hmm. I think that the first task that uh, Dirk Twizzler has us is to, in fact, throw the contestants right into the heat of things, as it were. Mm -hmm. Everyone walks in. There is a desk. The desk is on fire. There is some kindling around. There are some magic tools, some scrying orbs, a a dowsing rod, a couple of decks of cards that are very important, actually, and some manner of, I don't know, holy water. And uh, Dirk Twizzler does chime in from outside, and the camera cuts to him. And what does he tell us to do? Since you've got the Dirk voice, uh, Zach, I thought that...
2: Yes. Boy. Boy. What does he tell you to do?
0: I think it should probably end with and don't let my school burn down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh boy. Um, I'm on the spot now. Uh, okay, you said there's holy water, there's um,
1: first very mag- various magical doodads and tchotchkes.
2: Doodads and tchotchkes. Shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry um, uh, He so he's on the other side of the door uh, and he says hello there prospectees you might be wondering how I am able to communicate with you through this uh, solid steel door I, I, I'm projecting my consciousness into yours uh, mystically Uh, You're, in fact, in an airtight chamber, and the oxygen of it, while it would be able to to keep you hale and hearty for at least six hours, well, that's rapidly deteriorating right now. So, uh, you know, academia is a very sink or swim sort of situation. And, uh, well, just try to survive. And uh well, yeah, that holy water ain't gonna cut it. And so the I guess the challenge is to get out alive before the fire burns up all of our oxygen.
4: Mm-hmm. It
1: is an escape room scenario.
2: Incredible.
1: There's a desk, it's on fire. Maybe there are books around. There are magical tchotchkis. And so now it's time to see how our characters uh, respond to the situation. And for that, we will roll the aforementioned stats.
3: I actually have a question. Are Mm -hmm. all of the characters in a room together or is everybody in their own instance of this room?
1: Mm. It's way cheaper if they're all in the same room. Mm -hmm. It's true.
3: Or they could have actually not filmed it synchronously, they could have filmed it one after the other.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And this desk just keeps getting lit on fire. Mm -hmm.
3: What's more interesting?
1: I think maybe it's a solo task. Because I just like the idea of, like, the stagehands on, like, the key grip or someone having to come and reset the scene every
2: time. Mm -hmm. I think
3: that's really funny. Yeah.
2: Yes. It's a... So... so it's a it's a it's a solo scene, but they are showing it in anacro like asynchronous order. Yes. So like it'll cut to various uh players and then there there will be like someone will have like spray painted something on one wall and it will be gone in someone else's scene. Uh when it cuts to someone else, um it gives the illusion that it's like all in various different rooms, but it's actually just one after the other in the wrong order.
1: Um, but, uh, Sam, you were asking about choosing active characters. You just choose an active character unless you have a card tells you to switch it.
3: Okay. Got it. That's what I was wondering.
1: Presumably people who aren't on camera are doing fine. You only show somebody if they are, uh, being interesting, right?
3: That's true. Mm. That's sort of how, how reality TV works. Oh, God. Okay. So...
1: I guess I'm supposed to roll first. That's what we have the turn order as. So um, Kit is going to roll innovation. They have been in all sorts of situations, and they know about arranging a room so that it looks good on camera. So I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to start by organizing things, And hoping that it just looks, eventually just looks like a room with a door that's open. And sort of, it's some sort of sympathetic magic that they're trying to tap into. So Kit's strong stat is innovation, so I'm going to roll a d10. As soon as I find the button. And Kit rolls a five. Um, (sighs) the whole general, like, trying to get the room's energies to align with itself is not going so great. The holy water just ends up throwing the whole thing off, but what they do end up doing is deciding when none of that works just uh, beating the door off of its hinges. It's a strong, solid metal door, but the door's really strong, not the hinges.
3: Hmm. Nice. Incredible. Go ahead.
1: Not particularly magical, but it gets the job done. <laughs>
2: Not particularly magical. Um, who's my lead character right now?
3: You just get to pick. pick. That's what I was asking um, earlier.
2: That's what, but I was—I'm a- asking you all.
3: Oh, who's your lead uh, character?
2: Yeah. Who, who's on camera first?
1: I think this is a pretty normal situation. So maybe this is Bill's like place.
2: Oh, yeah, this is absolutely, uh, Bill Theothergy's place, uh, as he, you know, walks in, uh, and adjusts his trucker cap and, uh, Patagonia jackets. And he says, Well, oh, dang. That's a, that's a fire. There, you just left, you just lit a desk on fire? That's the whole thing? I mean, okay. Uh, and he he goes on knocks on the door and he says, Uh hey, uh B- Bill, Bill you. I'm I'm next door. Uh do you have any water or or like a fire extinguisher? I got a big rip roar <laughs> over here. Uh, and Bill is rolling personality <laughs> which is his strong stats.
3: Oh my god.
2: Um, to try to just nice guy uh his way into the judges giving him a fire extinguisher.
3: And opening the door at the same time. It's practical.
2: Practical, too. Bill does not... No? It's all right. I'll I'll, I'll figure this out. Um, And he takes off his nice Patagonia jacket. And he starts to just beat the desk with it. (laughs) And then it catches on fire and he goes, Oh my gosh! (laughs)
4: Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Boys. Okay. Uh
2: and that is all we see of Bill for the, the next, the, for the next several cuts. <laughs>
3: um alright. Uh I'm gonna have it be Garion. And Garion's gonna walk into this room, door shuts behind him, desk bursts into flames, and he goes, good shit. And uh, his first instinct is to reach into his pocket and pull out whatever spellcasting focus he's got and, uh, cast some sort of water spell at the desk. And he's gonna use experience, which is a normal stat, not a strong stat. hmm And that is a eight-sided die. I'm gonna roll a d8. I got a four. That's not great. That's not great. Um the water just sort of fizzles out or rather it just sort of fizzles and the fire keeps burning and he's just like oh, f*ck, f*ck. bleeps out obviously it's on It's on. you know it's airing on television so it's just like beep 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 bleep <laughs> it out in the episode too whoever's editing this that's funny um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you see him sort of ineffectually continually casting the same thing over and over again and eventually the fire goes out but it's like Oh, man, dude. Oh, my guy.
0: Okay. So we cut to Parker's room. Or, not Parker's room. We cut to Parker in this room. Uh, the door has just been closed. And Parker is just like, Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. All of this stuff. As they don't Panic. But get kind of excitable, and I am going to roll uh, using Parker's strong stat, Innovation, which is a result of seven. And so... The only good roll we got. (laughs) The way that Parker chooses to go about this is he starts whispering to the fire, now, shh, it's okay, it's okay, shh. (laughs) And, like, what he's actually doing, like, what sharp-eyed viewers might recognize that he's doing is he's, like, trying to talk to the fire spirits that have been engaged in this enchanted fire, but otherwise, to not keen-eyed viewers, it just looks like he's the fire whisperer, and he's, like, holding his hands out, making soothing motions, and as he's doing that, the fire slowly burns out.
3: Mm -hmm.
4: Amazing. That's our Parker. I love Parker.
1: Good job, Parker. Well,
4: I think Parker wins. Think Parker, Parker wins,
1: but more importantly, Bill lost and has to be eliminated this episode. Do we have some sort of exit interview for him?
2: Uh, the, yes. The the the, 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 last, the next thing, the next time we see Bill is when the door opens after he has passed out. Um, <laughs> He is covered in, in, in ash. He the jacket didn't work, so he he tried his his his, his shirt and that didn't work so he <laughs> tried his jeans. Oh my and god. And so he is just in like boxers and work boots and a hat as he is slowly dragged from the cell. And he goes
4: Hey
2: Hey was uh I was supposed to be the underdog. Well, I guess it just goes to show you fire is not your friend.
4: <laughs> oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy.
2: Dick says, Well... Looks like just being a homespun kind of guy isn't enough. As we send Bill home as the first F. (laughs) And then it's just a a shot of uh, like a a freeze frame of Bill's face covered in soot and half awake, and a big fail stamp is written on it. (laughs)
3: Incredible.
2: I love this.
0: Alright, next episode is Zachary,
2: right? Mm Mm-hmm. Is that that how it goes? Okay. Um, Shouldn't we also see um, Parker winning?
0: Oh, if you'd like to. Yeah. I think it's just a very quick piece with Parker looking really excited and he's just like, yeah, I mean you know, all fire has some sort of spirit behind it. That's why you get fired up when, you know, you get excited and stuff. And so sometimes you just gotta talk it down from the ledge, you know? And then behind him, like, the the fire, like, spurts back up to life and he's just like, shh, it's okay, it's okay. And then that's where the episode cuts.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: very cool, okay. Wizard says, I have no idea what that youngster's talking about. <laughs> it a lie. It's just excited atoms. Um and so I now draw cards. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was it? Two to four?
3: One to yes. four.
4: One to
2: four. One to four. Uh okay, this is Hearts is drama, clubs is innovation, diamond is personality, spades is experience. So well, I like hearts. So I'm gonna I'm gonna grab a heart. Boom. Okay. Uh, and then I am gonna do, do spades for experience.
1: Was that a diamond?
2: That was a diamond. Oh, did I pull from a, I pulled a diamond. Well, right. I, will also, I will also pull a heart. I'll pull the ones that I meant to pull, and then I guess also the one that I accidentally pulled. Uh, so I grabbed a two of diamonds, which is everyday people involved. Everyone must roll personality this episode. Fine. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, a three of hearts. Sad story. Choose any of your characters to become your active character. Give a brief speech about something tragic that has happened in their personal life. And spades, eight, ancient technology. All experience rolls are plus three this episode, which is unfortunate because we cannot use
4: experience. (laughs) Indeed.
3: Rest in peace.
4: That sucks. (sighs) Yes.
2: Um, Okay. So everyday people are involved, as well as ancient technology, and somebody has a sad story.
4: hmm
3: I think you have to have a sad story. Do I have to have a
2: sad story?
1: I think that the way that we originally had it was that, yes, you will be having, uh, we will give, Jose uh, has his tragic backstory right now.
2: Um, this is one of the vaunted field trip episodes. Ah, of course. Uh, as, uh, Dirk Twizzler says, uh, you know, opens the show, he is wearing a sporty adventurer's uniform with a pith helmet, and he says, well, hello, today we're in the untamed wilderness of Rome, Italy, where... In ancient times, aliens came down and taught them all about killing each other in a big circle. (sighs) (laughs) Uh, We're here to plunder some of those vast technological riches from their depths of that coliseum that aliens made. They didn't know how to make a big circle. Obviously. Of course. But the important thing is thousands of people live in Rome and none of them know about the bounty that lies behind their feet so our contestants are going to have to be very careful not to get caught because <clears throat> they have a, a, a primitive society that has things like laws and police that they have to worry about <laughs> <shit>. good luck <laughs> and if you get caught you didn't deserve to win <laughs>
3: Oh my god! Oh my god!
2: And I get so, and also, Jose Apocrypha has to have a sad story,
4: mm-hmm.
2: a tragic backstory thing here. Um, as as uh, we cut to to Jose's talking here yeah, he is uh, still wearing a pressed black suit, uh, and his eyes are never more than never less than 80% open.
3: Oh god. So he's just like um, bug-eyed all the time?
2: Bug-eyed all the time, and he says this challenge is very important to me because my parents were also killed in a big circle.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god. They were, they were sacrificed to the blood god Malakath to bring me into the world, and if I don't Learn how to stop it. You're all doomed. So that's why I really need to buckle down and dig deep to win this challenge. Again, mm. if I don't win, you're all doomed. <laughs> <laughs> Cuts.
4: I love this guy. I don't know why. This guy's great.
2: <laughs> um, and so, yeah. I guess, I guess the challenge is to steal ancient technology from the Colosseum of Rome
3: <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess
2: it's a stealth challenge mhm
3: and you must use your personality skill right
4: mhm
2: man poor fucking Bell Therese he would have rocked this one I would say his <sighs> personality is his worst feature uh, but I've been talking for ages so we should have the others uh
3: probably get in there all right should we still top of the turn order with kathleen going through this challenge or should we go like i guess so all right perfect yeah kathleen go ahead
1: um so uh jose was was talking about blood magic so um i i think that what i need to do is hmm, you said technology but the the floors And the sand, the sand stained with blood, maybe that's something. Maybe that's something that you could, like, study college and then have a massive empire of your own. And I think that they're going to be very straightforward about it. They are going to uh, get on a tour, just one of those normal tours of the Colosseum, and try to just casually slip off for just a second, bend down, and grab a handful of sand that totally hasn't uh, been replaced many times over the thousands of years in the Colosseum. And personality is a D8 4 kit. That's a 4.
3: So that didn't go great.
1: That didn't go great. That didn't go great, they end up with a handful of sand, but as they leave with the rest of the tour, they're like, "This uh, how this doesn't feel that technological, actually." Um, the sand is made out of glass. Maybe I could make some glass out of it, and would that be ancient technology now? Cause, and then the producers have had enough of that, and so they switch to Jose.
4: Uh,
2: Jose is walking, still in his black suit, uh, just stiff-armed and and stork-legged straight for the gates. Uh, And he says, you all need to get out of here. This is very dangerous. (laughs) You have no idea what powers you are dealing with. And he just holds up his hand and smashes open the the gates with terrifying (laughs) blood god powers and rolls his worst stat <laughs> <laughs> and gets a 6.
1: Ah, he nailed it.
2: He nailed he got as good as he possibly could. Um there are shots of cowed civilians uh in the distance. You see the like the Italian military mounting a defense. Like in a like in a kaiju movie, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> as as Jose walks out with some gl- with a glowing Roman gladius, he says, "I've got what I need," and just walks away.
3: <laughs> so, the shot opens on you know Garion like watching what's his name Dirk Twizzler give the uh thing and gary and just going huh picks up his cell phone dials it sort of like walks off into the background of the shot and is like no 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 i know i get i know okay i know i understand what i'm saying though is that there's got to be someone around here like come on you've known me since the 1600s we're cool come on <laughs> like just like give me a little bit of help like yes all right okay fine yeah i'll help you break into the vatican later what i'm saying is <laughs> i need this and then he, like, looks back and goes, hey, wait, don't record me doing this. What the fuck? Sorry, that gets bleeped out, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then later, there's just, like, this, like, weird, blurry, like, dark camera shot of something. Of him, like, talking to somebody. Obviously illegal. Like, hanging out behind the back of the, the Coliseum. Like, this man who just, like, is the most stereotypical vampire you've ever seen in your entire goddamn life. Just, like, talking to Garian, And I'm gonna roll personality which is my strongest stat Mm -hmm. and that's gonna be a d10 and it's a five so this guy gives garion like i mean it just kind of looks like a sword it's ancient it definitely is roman but it doesn't look terribly magical garion's gonna be like "Mm." walk off with it as the camera's like duck behind something else to avoid being seen by garion
0: (laughs) all right so i think parker was on the same the same tour as Kit, because I think they had a similar idea of using the tour as a cover for investigating the site. But I think, once again, Parker kind of goes with the spirit-whispering angle and starts low-key asking the stones if they've seen anything particularly ancient other than themselves that might be ancient technology. And also... Like, is Loki using the cover of Jose, like, storming in here with blood magic powers halfway through? And I'm going to roll a d8 for my personality, because it's my normal stat. And I got a 7 again, which means that I'm the winner of the challenge, right?
2: That is, you are the winner of the challenge. Once again, you have won the challenge. (laughs) So Incredible. On a roll
0: the the stone spirits are like yeah sure we know we know what you're talking about and there's a particular stone that is not speaking stone language not that the audience knows this all they can see uh-huh. is like parker just like stooping down and listening to virtually nothing as you know jose's blood magic is causing things to happen and the Italian military is moving in and uh, finally they stoop down and scoop up one particular pebble and put it in their pocket and GTFO
1: (sighs) The Italian military looking for Jose does end up picking up poor Kit who doesn't look anything like jose but is much more unassuming and much more easily nabbed by uh, some manner of military or police force and kits in their understated as always way turns to the camera as they are being literally dragged away and says Ugh, uh, i i i i will i will make my em- <coughs> empire out of prison I, I will I will bide my time and then I am coming for you. I am coming for you, Dirk. I am coming for you, Twizzler.
2: <laughs> Incredible. Uh, the,
4: the,
2: the, 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 that And that's being shown uh, on a monitor in Dirk Twizzler's <laughs> smoking den and he says, I don't know if I had a nickel for every time somebody said that to me as I well was being pulled off to some jail or other. Well, I'd be almost as rich as I am now. <laughs> try it, kids, try And if you done with a king, that's not this. Oh,
3: Jesus God. Christ. I love this. <laughs> oh, it's my turn to pick some cards, huh?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: All right. I'm going to pick... I got a heart. And I'm going to pick... A club. So I got the seven of hearts and the four of clubs. The seven of hearts is returning winner. No effect. Describe a guest judge who has won this show before. Um, and I'm gonna say that the guest judge is a sort of interesting-looking woman, in that she kind of looks like she's made out of plants. She's got a very sunny personality, and she says, "Uh, "Hello." I am Miva. I won season 15 and I'm now an extremely accomplished elemental mage. She gives a little smile and uh flips her hair which kind of looks like leaves and uh gives a little a little peace sign and then the uh show cuts off. And what is the 4 of clubs? 4 of clubs is the <laughs> judges hate of it. Hated it permanently bump your innovation down a die type cool <laughs> uh
2: no no clubs is innovation oh clubs is innovation uh the the four is uninspired you can't roll innovation
3: oh never mind i saw th- i was reading from 3 thank you mm-hmm. oh okay.
1: yeah so you uh will not roll innovation this round okay you can roll either of your other two stats that's
2: better eh. only only sams character or none of us
1: um when it is everybody, the card says everybody, okay. or no one. Mm-hmm. So
3: I can't roll innovation this episode, right? All right.
2: What's the challenge?
3: What is the challenge? So, it's got to be something elemental, right? Absolutely, mm-hmm. it is. Uh, and it yes, so I think that Miva steps out onto the stage. We have a stage. We have a sound stage, probably. So it's probably a stage and you know gives a little bit uh, a little perky bow and says so today we're going to be doing something that i designed myself and i'm really excited to share it with you guys i don't know why she's got this accent in this episode she changes every time i play her um (laughs) but she's you know she says i'm going to um i'm very excited to share it with you all and uh here it is and it's this like very intense obstacle course of like, you know, like molten rock and like lightning bolts. It's, it, it's, it's very scary looking. And this, and you know, she just sort of smiles and says, you know, so I'm very excited to share this. Uh, this was my thesis piece and it is a, well, it's an obstacle course. All of you guys have about two minutes to get through it and uh good luck. And my wife will be at the end. Uh, she's a healing mage, don't worry about it. So uh, hopefully none of you are hurt too badly. But uh, don't worry if you are. My my wife is a very, very uh, accomplished healer. You'll be fine. And she sort of claps her hands and walks off. <laughs>
4: hmm.
1: Mabel hasn't been on camera for a while, but uh, she is she's got that kind of look where uh, some people get to a point where just no one is willing to give them any guff anymore. There's something about how they stand and how they look at things. And regardless of like, how they are talking to you, there's a certain level of deference going on. And as Mabel looks at Actually, could you describe a little bit more of the obstacle course for me again? Is it, yes. like, all plant-based and stuff? Uh,
3: so, no, it's mostly, like, elemental magic. So it's a lot of, like, okay. you know, like, rocks, like, like lots of, like, big boulders or, like, boulder sort of ramps into, like, these, like, this, like, fiery pits and, like, you know, big fire stacks. And then there's parts that are just, like, they look like they're solid structures just made out of lightning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the end, there's a flag. And if you touch the flag, it makes um you know a bell ring, and you win and then very good. three feet away from that, there is an extremely tall woman with tattoos on her face, standing very politely and calmly <laughs> waiting for everybody to come through.
1: so Mabel sets off and struts she is wearing uh very smart slacks and uh some manner of. Crunched, uh over shirt, and uh, her hair is mostly grey, with little streaks of, like, red in it, and she looks at the fire and just gives this withering look at the fire that is attempting to overcome this rock, as though, you, back in your place, plain nice, please. Or actually, no, Y'all don't mean to be doing that. Can't you play nice, please? And uh, speaks to each of the obstacles in such a demanding way, which is to say that she is rolling personality. She is just going to ice queen her way through this. I love it. She rolls a seven. Like, basically everything except the most hard-headed of the rock obstacles realize that it is just not worth it to get it in into it with Mabel. She just has that aura to her, you know?
3: I love it. I, love it. I feel like like as as Mabel finishes walking through, the the guest judge is like, oh, oh and then she like runs through and like fixes
4: everything. <laughs> like I mean I guess that works.
2: Um Then Jose uh, steps up to the top at the beginning of the obstacle course and proclaims loudly to all who can hear, My death is prophesied to come at the end of all things and not one second earlier. And he just walks into the fire. um, Completely ignoring anything that might kill him because it couldn't possibly because it's not yet time. Uh, he just steps and just starts wading through lava. And then another guy who doesn't feel pain. <laughs> um, he's innovating. He is, he is reinventing the challenge. <laughs> I just, just. He
4: fucking, doesn't
2: dodge or jump. Just fucking walking right through it.
1: You thought that it was an obstacle course, but it's actually like a test of prophecy. Wow. That's yeah. innovative.
2: That's an and that's a nine, um, dang. That and that is a nine. Oh boy! Uh, as he just wades through hip deep lava, and then like walks through the solid light lightning objects, which solidifies the lava, and eventually he's standing at the end, nearly completely encased in fragments of volcanic rock, which is good because they don't have to spend any money blurring out the fact that his entire ensemble has burned away. (laughs) As he throws up his hands and he says, I am unkillable. No weapon forged by man or beast against me shall prosper. I am the end of days and if you do not allow me to win this competition, I will be coming.
3: Impressive. Good job, excellent work, Jose <laughs> God all right um this is gonna be daydream, and daydream is definitely like wearing very sporty gear he's very he's got his hair up in a in a high ponytail he's you know booty shorts, exercise shorts, you know really nice sneakers, very like cool looking he looks like you know a track and field jock which is very much his vibe in general. And he just sort of, he, he gives a, a little salute to the judges and says, uh, how's it going? I'm going to destroy this challenge. And, uh, you know, he's like hyping the crowd up and he's like, yeah, yeah. You know, this is me. I'm doing this. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I don't know how to get running, rolling personality for this to work, but it is his that um and I think how I'm gonna do it is by he's gonna be doing a bunch of like flips and stunts and stuff which is not experience cause he's not he's basically he casts an extremely weak like protection spell on himself and just starts doing flips and shit very little magical experience all about the performance of it and that's how I'm gonna that's how I'm gonna spin rolling personality for this mm very good and i got a 5
2: you got a
4: 5 i
3: got a 5 um and so i think he he gets most of the way through things he gets like pretty far you know dodging getting through it and he does he does get burned quite badly across one of his arms and he's like you know swearing up a storm very much bleeped out he's like fuck ow and then he you know manages to shake it off and you know make it to the end and goes And he, you know, he pulls up the flag, takes a big bow, and then immediately walks over to the healer and goes, please fix this for me. (laughs) I can't be, I can't be the best without my arm skin. You know, how am I supposed to destroy my enemies like this?
4: Oh my god. (laughs)
0: Uh,
2: Jose is still over there, just kind of hanging out. And he looks and he says, your flesh is weak.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, your face is weak. Shut the f*** up flips him off My face is tempered
2: <laughs> by the blood gotten
3: out of cat. Hmm. your outfit's weak too I mean seriously very last century
1: what a willful gentleman you are
3: <laughs> that's me he like gives a salute the healer rolls her eyes and the guest judge goes well that certainly was something huh Um. and next up we have uh whoever August is playing I don't know if it's going to be Parker or Marius
0: um, well I mean we haven't seen Marius so I think that they should have a, cha- a a chance to either shine or go down in flames, uh potentially literally. So, um Very true. Let me go back to that tab. So, I think Marius like does a lot of what we would stereotypically consider to be like magic, you know, there's there's a wand, there's incantations there's like maybe some sparks of something like they don't even bother to talk to the camera about what they're doing their weakest status personality they don't they're not in here for people to like them not even the producers at this point (laughs) um so they're just trying to like brute force spell work their way through um using experience which is a
3: 10 a d10 I was about to say, if you just did a 10, then my poor bitch no. is going gone.
4: That's no. <laughs>
3: Fuck! Uh, oh no! <laughs> Rest and piss daydream. August just rolled a 7, which means that my 5 is the lowest roll.
4: Mm-hmm. Poor,
3: poor daydream. Alright. D- describe how Marius goes through this. Um. So,
0: this is Again, very very stereotypically magical. There's uh sparks coming from their fingers as they like wave some of the flame away with a wand and like little magical like platforms made out of uh light pop up for uh for them to traverse like the lava and stuff and they even like form like a small spiral staircase almost to get to the flag at the end. Now, they're still a little singed. Don't get me wrong. Hmm. Like, they're wearing stereotypical mages robes uh, which, you know, the hems are a little worse for wear to be honest. But you know, they they make a pretty decent show of it. They're a little out of breath at the end, but it ain't half bad. It
1: ain't half, half bad. bad. Let's hear that exit interview from Daydream. Oh
3: my God, Daydream is like, <sighs> Daydream is standing between like three producers who are trying to get him to calm down, and he's no going. No f that. Sh-. Look, you listen to me. I, I owned that. All right, I did great in that. Sorry, let me back up mm-hmm. my microphone a little bit to get my the full effect here. He's like I owned that. Sh-. I did amazing there. You can't
4: just f- kick
3: me out of this show. I. I got to the end. There are a people who probably didn't even get to the end. I don't know, I don't watch other contestants or whatever, but you cannot kick me out of this. I am winning this event! I am the best! And as, as he is yelling, he is being dragged off of the set.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. The book,
2: the book closes as, as it was revealed. The screen was just a book that... That Derek Twizzler was holding up, and he says, "Well, that young fellow certainly had a spirit. <laughs> he was also the only one who actually got burned. Just <laughs> to show you that a lot of people are loud instead of good. He
3: certainly is loud instead of good. <laughs> and
2: those people don't deserve to go to school.
3: And the guest judge mm. says, I agree wholeheartedly. Thank you again for having me on the show again, sir. Of course, of course.
4: Now,
2: can I have my car back?
3: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh see you guys later. And <laughs> she just fucking bolts. <laughs>
2: like the security like teams running after her, and she just drives away in her Lisl's Cadillac.
3: Jesus Christ! Hell yeah. With her wife and her boyfriend in the back car, at the back of the car.
4: Is Kaz the boyfriend? Yeah, was... Kaz
3: is the boyfriend. Wife is burst. Ah, <laughs> yes. I'm so glad. I was like, oh, I gotta get Kaz in there somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Um, so we've had a lot of hearts, a lot of drama.
2: I've uh, just been pulling for the for the eight of hearts. Um, and the nine of hearts.
0: What is the nine? Of Wait, hearts? what was that, Zach?
2: I said I have been, I have been, uh, really just kind of hoping idly for the nine or jack of hearts. Mm-hmm.
0: Why do we have two sevens?
4: That's not right. That's not right.
0: Well, roll twenty is kind of weird about cards anyway. We'll put the yeah. other seven in the weird corner over there. I just drew mm-hmm. the queen of hearts which i then immediately made to pick there we go um Mm -hmm. and i want to do let's see i want to do at least one more clubs is innovation and
2: well the the queen uh will make will tell you to draw another card
4: oh
2: yeah because uh, the Queen of Hearts is an extremely attractive guest judge. Oh,
0: good. Oh, and it wants good. Wants you to draw
2: a diamond.
0: Good. So I will draw a diamond. So I drew the six of diamonds, which is in another tab.
4: Uh, the six of diamonds
0: is a clown-themed episode. No one can roll personality this episode. Um, so. It is impossible to look cool while
1: being a clown, was our justification for this. (laughs) No,
2: you're correct entirely.
0: That has to mean that our attractive guest judge is the great Pagliacci. (laughs) Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Um, (laughs) I just, there's no other way. Like, that's that's the most (sighs) well-known clown in existence, and... With a name like the Great Pagliacci, he's got to be really fantastic and have a lot of slayer. But yeah, no one can roll personality while you're dressed up as a clown. Um, and I think I want to do one more. I think I want to do a spade just for funsies. And that is the Three of Spades which is i'll show them permanently bump your experience down a die type so poor marius now has a normal experience oh no oh no uh,
3: poor marius i say
0: poor as if they don't deserve it they deserve it um, they deserve it so cool so this challenge With our guest judge, the great Pagliacci, who I think only speaks Italian. Mm -hmm. And like the producers of the show do like magical live captions. So it's like it's not like the captions are added later to the episode. It's that. Like, there's, like, a little floating text box around him that is translating his uh his speech. It's kind of like, you know, live captioning uh, on TV in general, but it's just, it's in real life. Um, I don't think this is Dirk's doing by any stretch of the imagination. Dirk is just fluent in, in Italian and doesn't give a shit. But uh, the producers of the show know that the contestants need to understand things. So,
2: this makes it very difficult when Dirk is uh, just talking in Italian to Palacci, mm-hmm. and like the producers keep trying to to cast the the caption uh, hex on him, and he keeps counterspelling it.
0: Yes, it's perfect.
2: No one deserves to know what I say. Mm. <laughs> God, <laughs> but... not
1: unless they buy his book.
2: Mm-hmm. You have to buy the book. The book confers uh, knowledge of all languages. Uh, what is the um, what is the challenge that Padmashree is having to August?
0: So, the challenge obviously we have to follow in his footsteps, and we have to. Oh God, what would be a really great thing to have to do while you're a clown? Um, we have to somehow entertain some foreign dignitaries um potentially from a a country that's like shrouded in magic so it doesn't actually appear on any maps and we have to do this while we all have a debuff on ourselves that has been cast you know it's a joint spell from uh pagliacci and uh dirk where we're all crying all the time Mm -hmm. like the entire time we're trying to do this we're just sobbing
2: Uh, in clown makeup
0: in clown makeup of course yes because like pagliacci's greatest achievement was beating depression (laughs) of course (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> it's a very interesting game this is a very good game I'm enjoying myself immensely
2: <laughs> oh yeah if we had more time to play it
4: yeah
3: uh.
1: <clears throat> okay so no one gets to roll personality this time which means that Mabel will be rolling
4: her normal die so hmm mabel
1: is rolling innovation and she is going to show her full uh proper upbringing and general uh dignity by doing um doing interpretive dance um not like, very heavy on the partner dancing that she's more familiar with, as opposed to sort of like the tradition of interpretive dance that popped up during the modernist movement. Um, so the it's very dramatic violin, a solo, a violin solo starts, stage lights pop down, and Mabel stands there regally. Opens her mouth as if to say something and sighs and leads herself backward through a long waltz along with the violin music. Shows herself cradling her children. Showing herself losing her husband to the war. There's a section of the thing that is some manner of, like, Latin influence that she did not realize was in the score when she selected it, and it does come up a little bit incongruous, and she does cry extra hard during that scene. And at the end, she stands there, done, and says,
4: Now thank you for watching me.
1: And it's a five. It's maybe a little bit avant-garde for what was expected
4: from this show. Fantastic. Um, Jose
2: Apocrypha stands in black and white ruffles with white grease paint covering his face and little black upside-down triangles beneath both eyes as tears stream unbidden down his face as he points to each of the dignitaries. And he says, When the time comes, you you will not be spared. You will not be spared. You will not be spared. You will not be spared considers one. He says we will not be spared. <laughs> no one will be spared. There is no bargaining with it when it comes. Know this. Know that you
4: are standing in the way of this. Thank you for your time. Um, so, Wait, can't you sorry. personality?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Did did he just walk on the stage dressed as a mime and walk up and go, you will not be spared. You will not be spared. You will not be spared. And then leave. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking power move. Oh, my God. Okay. I just I just wanted to make sure that I was clear on
2: that. It mm-hmm.
1: takes a lot of confidence. Oh, my God. To be yeah. Jose Apocrypha.
2: I love him. I, I guess. I don't know. Is this is this? Experience or innovation. This sounds pretty innovative. Um, I guess it would be innovative. On the other is, hand, like mm-hmm. if
1: there's anything that Jose knows It, is, it that is
2: he will bring about the apocalypse and none will be spared. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. So yeah, so he'll roll he'll roll um Jose will roll experience, which is his average stat his normal stabs in the games. Fingers crossed. Six. Okay, I at least know he at least knows she's not going home today.
1: Mm-hmm. It's true. The end will be stopped by one more episode.
3: Mm-hmm. The end. The end times have been prevented for one more week. They said that these were all definitely filmed like back to back, like day after day, and then you know aired <laughs> over the course of. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh yeah
2: people are like oh the show's coming out so obviously the world didn't end right i guess we'll find out at the end of the episode
3: yeah god um so uh garyan comes out wearing this you know i would say like 16th century jester's like outfit and uh you know you know he's wearing his face isn't really painted, but like he's he's dressed up and you know he's got the jingly hat and the big ruff and the, he's he still looks like a fucking clown. Um, and he just start he just says uh, you know he's got tears out on his face. He says, "Thank you for coming to my performance." Oh, that was a little bit Galen there. Um, <laughs> says, "Thank you for coming to my performance." Um enjoy and he just starts fucking juggling <laughs> but like he's juggling with like magic so sometimes like one of his juggling balls will like light up you know light up and in, imagine like <sighs> sorry my brain's not working terribly well They'll light up in this like you know beautiful way and some of them are sparkling but in not like they're full of glitter but like they're like sparkling just light coming out of them. Sometimes one of the balls will change color midair or it'll become an animal and you know he's clearly like casting some sort of magic on it on the fly and uh, when his when his act is over, he catches all of the juggling balls takes a very dramatic bow wipes his eyes very beautifully and walks off stage and that's going to be experience which is a D8 And I rolled a 1.
4: Oh, oh no. no!
3: My poor bitch is going home. <laughs>
4: <laughs> There's a
1: between 1 in 6 and 1 in 10 chance.
0: Oh boy. Well, I think Marius comes out and they're in their senged wizard robe but they have a red clown nose and one of those rainbow wigs um, and kind of stereotypical clown makeup like American clown uh, sort of bozo-ish makeup and they start waving their hands around in what is very obviously an attempt to do spell work. And I am going to be rolling experience, and I want to know how badly I roll before, because if they fail, they're doing one thing, and if they succeed, they're doing a different thing. Mm -hmm. So... I got a 7 again. Which means that uh, they are actually... Instead of actually doing anything entertaining, they are casting a spell to make the dignitaries feel entertained.
3: The fucking charm spell.
0: Yeah, but it's not a charm spell because they're not charming enough for that. But, you know, it's it's just like, you know, it, it provides a pleasant, you know, a feeling of pleasant, mild delight. Uh, and there are a few chuckles and stuff, and then Marius just like bows and walks off stage.
1: Cut to the editor's room, where a uh, young woman in headphones sitting at three or four monitors like turns to a camcorder and says, "What am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> what am I supposed?" What am I And then it cuts back to the show
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Like there's no way for me to make this look good.
4: What? <laughs> 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 <sighs> <sighs>
3: and all then right.
4: Gary gets to go home.
3: So, you know, we get a very sort of vaguely cheerful looking Gary and still wearing his jester attire and going, you know, it's alright. I, it's all right that I didn't win. I mean, I've got a couple of other things that I could be doing right now with my time. Um, I have an offer from another, uh, from a, a gentleman that I met in Rome, actually, uh, to learn some uh, 13th century uh, weaving techniques. So I may be doing that next instead. It's all right that I didn't win. I, you know, there are other opportunities to learn. And he sort of smiles and walks out. <laughs>
4: And Dirk
2: Twizzler walks on screen, uh, where he reveals the screen was actually a curtain mm. that is drawn to show the, the beautiful campus behind it. And he says, oh yeah, there's plenty of places to learn, just not on my school. <laughs> not until you give me back that 30 quid you owe me that you borrowed for me in 1864. I remember...
0: And that is where we will leave the mid-season Ooh. finale.
4: <gasps>
2: it's very good. I didn't expect that deciding that Dirk Twizzer was going to be here meant that I was going to be playing him every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that you do you the do best. So good.
3: You do the you best. Dick Van Dyke. real good. It's real good. Yeah really funny. I'm sad that uh, Bill Theothergy didn't last very long because I loved your, like, shitty Canadian accent.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's okay. I went and WandaVisioned, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a town in Quebec. God. Mm. God. <sighs> That'll be timely by the time this comes
4: out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
3: I was. I'm, I'm glad I got to play Garyan as like one of those types of vampires that's just like, all right, I guess I'll learn how Tons to do literally vampire. everything now. Uh-huh. Got all the time in the world.
2: <laughs> <W-A-> yeah, that's <laughs> like like just just like what Gerard Way said about Twilight.
4: Huh.
2: You can look
4: it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can Cut. look it up.
0: All right. Shall we do outros?
2: Yes.
4: Yeah.
0: All right. Uh I've been August. You can find me on Twitter at Harpy Dora. And I'm not plugging anything else right now. Um, you can find the podcast on Twitter at FTLcast and at FTLcast.com. And playing with us today we have had the very lovely Kathleen.
1: Once again, I have been Kathleen. Thank you for having me on. If you would like to check out I Came Here to Win for yourself, you can find it at peachgardengames.itch.io. Or if you'd like to know more about some of the other stuff that we do, you can find us at PeachGardenRPGs on Twitter or at peachgardengames.com. We also produce an actual play podcast called Sort of Symphonies, on that, um, we are playtesting an adventure game, sort of in the heroic fantasy thing. It is called Heroic Chord, it is roleplay heavy, and I love it a lot. It has a magic system kind of, that works kind of like refrigerator poetry, so you can check that out too. Thank you very much.
2: Uh, and I have been Zachary Gretterson, um... And you can find me on Twitter at Office God for the music I make at iambugbear.bandcamp.com and I don't have anything else to plug at this time.
3: And I've been Sam. Uh, you can find me, once again, at Twitter uh, at SAKalo and you can find my portfolio website if you're interested in commissioning me for some tabletop game art or whatever. I draw a lot of other people's OCs a lot of the time and I'm open for commissions again. And I probably will be still by the time this episode comes out, which is a while from now. Because <laughs> uh, I kind of am always doing tabletop commissions. It's kind of my bread and butter. Uh, and if you, you can find my portfolio at samkalo.art. www.samkalo.art <laughs> Exactly, yes. You gotta do the www part or else it just doesn't work. Because I guess for some reason with google sites or with whatever place that i bought my domain name from it just doesn't work if you don't type the World Wide web bit like it's the early 2000s
0: sometimes it just be like that
3: sometimes it does all right
0: shall we
4: clap thank you all, all for work. listening all yes. it, it, it clap out. clap out